Hey everybody, it's Paul Fontaine back in my regular chair on uh, Fight Game on the Fight Game Media Network in the Clinch MMA podcast alongside Ryan Frederick. Ryan uh, kept my seat warm, hosted last week. I haven't listened to the show yet, but I am going to listen. It'll be weird listening to a show that's but by, probably by the time I get to it, it's going to be like two weeks old. But I do want to listen because I want to get caught up. And because uh, I literally, when I was gone, I didn't do. I, I was spending time with the family. I watched a little bit of wrestling. I watched. I watched no MMA. Um, I did watch. I did see some coverage. You know that was coming through on ESPN, which was kind of cool because I never really experienced that here in Canada. So, um, but I couldn't even order the show in my room. But um, I did catch up with it, and uh, we're going to talk about UFC 283. Ryan, you were back on Wrestling Observer uh, Radio this week. That was good. Good to hear. Representing. Yep, yep. Uh, they finally get. I finally got to the point where like I didn't have have an early Sunday morning because because they usually record about two thirty three a.m. our time. Oh yeah. our time. So it's like so it's like whenever I have to be up and at my like like regular work job at eight a.m. on a Sunday morning. So sometimes recording that late doesn't doesn't yeah. necessarily flow with me after, especially after a late UFC. But yeah, but this time I was I was glad to get back on back on i had fun with them so yeah no it was good um and i was surprised because i was after listening to i kept up on the wrestling observer stuff um i'm slacking on the own fight game just you know just my little idiosyncrasies you know they've been around longer than we have and it's part of my regular routine but um the um i i got the sense that ryan or brian wasn't even going to watch the show so I, you know, I was glad to hear that you were on because, you know, I figured, well, you and Dave would have a good conversation about it. But he did listen and uh, you guys actually did really. I like the the way you guys, because to me, I listen, when I listen to you guys recap the show, Dave kind of reminds me of me, like his his viewpoints on things and, and kind of how he sees things are very similar, I, I find to myself, whereas you're a lot more in depth. And I think that's why he likes having you on because he'll he'll pick your brain about where things are going and stuff and Brian is like so casual on MMA right now. Like yeah. you know, he's watching the big shows and yeah. and I even then, yeah. he, he yeah, I, don't bl- I don't blame him with all the wrestling and, and yeah, and his yeah. family and all that. And same with Dave. There's so much so much wrestling that I don't blame him. And, and of course, you know, it's nice being the like MMA focus guy of that, so yeah. they can they can have that because you know they got subscribers over there that are you know that are still really passionate about mma and listen like to like to hear about it you know despite what Absolutely. some troll trolls may send me via dm you know? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, some of that. yeah yeah the whole the whole thing is i always find it weird weird being in a doing a podcast where it's like three people because i don't yeah. know when to jump in necessarily, necessarily well i know the, yeah. i was like when when they 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 were going for like 10 minutes and then finally i was like is ryan there yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then once you started talking it was like okay then it was kind of you and dave you know, Brian would chime in every every couple minutes, and, and yeah, it is a weird dynamic, especially when you can't see each other. And because yeah. uh, I assume you guys did just audio, right? I, I can. I am only set up for audio. Yeah, so that's can, what I figured. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I find like even when I'm doing sometimes now when I'm doing shows, um, like with when I record with Jeff on Wednesdays on the uh, yeah. Fiking Media Patreon, cheap plug. Uh, if you haven't already, Patreon.com backslash Fiking Media, five bucks a month, you can get the Dynamite Show with me and Jeff Hawkins and a whole bunch of other stuff. But we record on video. And I like just being able to see him. And so yeah. we can interact. And if there was three of us, it would be easier in that sense. Like you can almost yeah. even start pointing to each other and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you guys sounded good. And uh, yeah, yeah you, you sound better every time. Every time you're on. Yeah, I just, yeah, I get, I get the more, I, you know, the very, 
the very first time like record recording because you know I I don't necessarily like like you and me we talk all all the time yeah. and I talk to Dave and Brian Brian often but it's like you know the first time I've you know really talked to them like like you know via like phone or on a microphone outside yeah. of you know being at being in Vegas or being at Mania stuff was was the very first time I did that show. So it's like, okay, like now I'm like <laughs> yeah. super like super nervous and trying to figure out where to where to cut in and and this and that because we know you know sometimes Brian Brian gets into his things where he goes yeah. he goes on a rant. Dave gets to talking. I go like, okay, where am I going to fit in and fit in? And so just like I think the more we do it, the more comfortable I've I, I've been getting. Well, yeah, and and we're uh, and I think we got a nice little rhythm going here, and uh, yeah. we we know our roles, and uh, and yeah, we're going to talk about this show, and it was first pay per view of twenty twenty three UFC two eighty three UFC's return to Brazil for the first time in almost three years, and uh, it's a great show. Um, I thought you know there, I don't think the Brazilian fans were too happy about the way a lot of it went. Um, the prelims, you know, were pretty good. Um, you know, in, in terms of uh, the, the Bon Foreign boys got their wins, and uh, you know, uh, a couple of Brazilians lost, but uh, you know, for the most part, I think it was uh, it was a good show. And then, you know, uh, they were kind of ugly uh, with that doctor stoppage in the uh, after the Moreno fight, but. Um, you know, it was totally justified, um, but you know they they weren't they weren't happy about that. And then you know Glover Teixeira, I think the way he finished and the you know the speech he gave and everything, I think they were still pissed. You know that I mean, but they, they knew he lost, so yeah. it's not like they're going to be pissed at the judges. But you know, I think he helped kind of ease the tension in the building and tried to put Jamal Hill over. Um, I. You, I did not. It's funny because Jamal Hill looked really good in in beating Glover Teixeira. Beat him, you know, like we've really never seen Glover Teixeira beat. But it still felt like Glover Teixeira lost rather than Jamal Hill won. Did you know what I mean? <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And uh, as we, uh, this was a fight where definitely Glover looked. He looked old. Yeah. He, yeah. Like he looked. He looked every bit of forty three and possibly older in there. Like he was just he was flat footed. He was off from the get go. Uh, I don't know if it was the age that caught up to him or the fact that the last time we saw him was at war with Yuri Prochaska, and that's the kind of fight that will take little column A, column B, yeah, yeah. So so and then Jamal Hill, he's he's very talented and he definitely won this fight. The speed and the skill was there, was there, but. Jamal Hill, like new UFC light heavyweight champion. It's this is a funny situation with him because I feel like, you know, he's the champ right now, but it doesn't even feel like he's the number one fighter in the division. And I don't even know if he's if he's a top three fighter in the division right now. Right now. I would honestly favor I would definitely favor Yuri in a fight over him. I would probably favor um uh, uh, Uncle Uncle Ive, I would sh- for sure favor in a fight over him, and then a couple other guys I might favor over him are possibly Alexander Rakic and maybe even Anthony Smith at this point. So, so I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, as crazy as that sounds to favor Anthony Smith no, no. over somebody, but yeah, I think you know, he'll he he's he's got the talent, uh, he's got the power, he's just very inexperienced when it compared to the rest of the rest of that group and uh he's only fought one well now two top 10 fighters uh 
you know, who were ranked top 10 at the time, at the time. So he just hasn't been in there with that top, top competition. He's got some good wins. Uh, Jimmy Crew, Johnny Walker, those are good wins. Uh, the Tiago Santos win, you know, as it's come out, as, you know, it's not as great of a win when it happened this past year as it would have been like three or four years ago. But, uh, yeah, but he'll like, he's, he's got the talent. He's just needs experience. Uh, uh, so we'll see where he goes from here, but uh, I'm, you know, you know, kudos to him for a great showing on Saturday night. I don't know that he's going to have a long title reign right now, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but he's definitely somebody who could be one of those where he loses it and then in a couple of years he gets it back. We're talking about a guy that three and a half years ago was on the Contender Series, yeah. and uh, you know, and and first for- first uh, guy to ever win a title off the Contender Series. And, um, you know, and, and here he is as the UFC light heavyweight champion. And, I mean, we – I don't think either one of us predicted this one. Yeah, um, I mean, he, def- he definitely benefited greatly from the situation with the title yeah. being, being vacant and then what happened in the Ankalaev Blakovich fight because I want to even – you know, had he not been in that position – I don't know if he would have gotten a title shot even in 2023. It may have been next no. year before he even got a title shot had he continued to win Maybe some fights this year. Maybe knocked so. out Anthony Smith and and you know and if well, Yuri, Yuri, yeah, Yuri would have been in line. Yuri and Glover would have both been in yeah. line before him. Before him though, he would have needed two wins. You know, you knock out Anthony Smith and then maybe, maybe if I you know whoever lost that Uncle Ia Belakovich fight and won that and win that. Yeah, but, but yeah, he definitely capitalized on the moment. You can't blame him. So no. So yeah, and uh, and Glover uh, basically retired after the fight, uh, it, and you know, and you never say never in UFC, but um, sure felt like it was real. It was the yeah. right place, right time, um, and it's sad we won't see a rematch uh, of him and uh, Prochaska, but um, I actually not even sure I necessarily want to see that anymore after watching him on Saturday. Um, but yeah, hats off to Jamal Hill. I kind of have a scenario in my head where I think he defends against Uncle Iev and Uncle Iev beats him, and then Uncle Iev maybe even beats Prochaska, you know. Yeah. And and but but I think that the big fight at at uh, light heavyweight that you know is I think we need to see in 2023 is uh is Uncle Iev and Prochaska, those are the two top yeah. fighters in the division, uh, in my opinion. I, I'm hearing rumblings Prochaska is going to be ready to go as soon as June. So, oh wow! Okay, so if, if they would have known that, back. they might not even have stripped him. Eh? Well, I guess he vacated, uh, right? Well, he wasn't he, really stripped. He chose. He chose to vac. He chose to vacate it because, be, yeah. because just hit. That's his mental mentality. I can't defend the title when they want me to. I don't want to hold up the d- division. Fair enough. I don't know when I'll be able to be back. So let's go. Let's go. You know, yeah. he he doesn't believe in the whole interim title thing you know i wish more wish more guys were like like that maybe we wouldn't have so many damn interim titles but the, but you know yeah exactly but, uh, well speaking, yeah if yeah. you're yeah if you yeah i don't if you're he's ready to go in june i mean you you just hold off heel until wait then. till june yeah yeah i, I totally yeah. agree and you know what honestly after uncle i's last fight i don't think they're probably rushing to put him in a pay-per-view no, event. no, no. <laughs> i don't think they were uh, rushing i don't think they were rushing to begin with but they got put in a situation where they had to Maybe you put him in against like a Johnny Walker or something, and and see oh, what God. happens. And, yeah, eh, him and Anthony. No, he already fought Anthony Smith. Who, who else is there? You know, anybody ready for him? What has he? He hasn't fought Walker yet, has he? No, no. Yeah, 
Nah. So if Guac, I mean, that's a decent fight. And if you know, if if he if it's a good fight, and if Ankalaev wins, then you know you can do something with yeah. him. Or if Walker beats him, then you, hey, you know what? Then then you can give him a title shot. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of depends to Alexander Rakic when he'll be back too. So. Yeah, yeah. No, there's yeah. a few. I mean, it's you you made the point on Saturday. It it is a weak division, but you know there's some potential there. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they, I think that's the division they need to focus on more yeah. because back in the day. When the UFC got hot, what was the premier division was always two hundred five. Was always two hundred five, and now it's yeah. far from far from that. Just because so many so many guys have gotten to gotten to where it's like uh, I'm going to go go to middleweight and try to use my size, you know. And we don't have yeah. we don't see a lot of heavyweights. There is one guy that we'll talk about later who I think could be a very dangerous threat. At yeah. Anyway. I think I know who you're talking about. Cause yeah. I think you talked about it on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and you brought up interim titles and uh, we have one less interim title now because we had a quote unquote unification match, uh, interim flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno and the linear, uh, or the undisputed champion, I guess, even though it was technically disputed, if we have a, uh, whatever, there's a unification match of flyweight, Brandon Moreno and Devison Figueredo and, uh, Brandon Moreno, um, Brandon Moreno won. He, uh, as as I mentioned earlier, uh, doctor stoppage, end of the third round. Uh, Figueredo, eye was swelled up to the point where he couldn't even see. Uh, doctor had no choice but to stop it. Obviously, wasn't a popular decision. Uh, Moreno cracked him, and I mean, even if they let it go on, there's no way that he would have been able to be competitive with a guy like Moreno. Moreno would have capitalized on it. Um, so, you know, they, they did him a favor in, in stopping it. Oh, by the way, I wanted to ask, did you, what'd you have the score in the Hilt share? Cause I actually thought I, it was 50, 44 across the board. Right. And I had a 50, 43. So I, I, had, a, I had a 50, 44. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I went, I, I went third and fourth, 10 eights, but I mean, you know, I, it, either way it was clearly five, you know, five rounds to nothing for him, but, um, and uh, yeah, but, but Moreno, uh, third round stoppage, he became the, uh, Undisputed flyweight champion, um, Figueredo looks like he's probably going to move to 135. So, you know, that opens up a lot of new challengers for Moreno, which is good. Uh, we got four of these fights. We didn't need to see a fifth. This was pretty definitive. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, it's it's nice. And, and I think, you know, you made the point that they lucked out and the fact that he was moving. I think they also lucked out because they got a guy who can be a draw at 125. And I'm not sure Figueredo was ever going to be a draw. But yeah. Moreno definitely can be and maybe already is in, uh, you know, south, southeastern United States and uh, southwestern United States, I should say, in Mexico. Um, so, yeah, uh, nice, you know, win here. I guess what's the series now? Two, one and one, right, for Moreno. Yeah. yeah. yeah and uh, two finishes. So, um, you know, I think that's as definitive as you can get. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, they definitely dodged the bullet because Figueredo, f- from everything I was Told, told uh, he was moving up to 135 next fight, win or lose. Win or lose. Uh, I mean, that weight cut is too much for too much for him. I mentioned on the show last week. You know, going into the week, he said he had nine pounds to cut. Wow, left, which is a lot at 125. Nine pounds to cut when you're 205 or 185 or or even a 170. Or that's not that much compared to when you're a 125 or like like that's a lot at 125. You need to be where you're coming in the fight where you're cutting five or six if you're in a title fight, title fight. But yeah, that weight cut's being too much for him. And, uh, and yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, so yeah, Moreno is the rightful champion. They, uh, he's a superstar. Yeah. I was there in Dallas, Texas, here in Dallas, Texas, when he fought Kai Car fronts and he was the most popular fighter on that card by far. 
he'll yeah. sell out he'll sell out shows headlining you know in texas arizona southern california possibly definitely yeah, mexico. san diego yeah definitely mexico definitely yeah, mexico. mexico i think i i personally i think they should do uh they should do you know especially depending on what happens with a fight we're going to talk about uh, a little yeah. later on i mean if they can um if they if they can get two mexican champions and headline a show in mexico like they could almost yeah. run a stadium yeah, you know, I mean, like, I mean yeah, they could have two Mexican champions by the, you know, by the middle of next month. Yeah, so. and then you know, and then you do, uh, and then you know, maybe you know, June, June yeah. or August or something, you do yeah. uh, do a stadium show in Mexico. Yeah. That could be huge. Yeah, you know, yeah, especially if they get, you know, they get Moreno, and yeah. then if uh, Rod- Yair Rodriguez becomes champion and Alexa Grasso becomes champion, yeah, they have that 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 would be having a pay-per-view with two with mexican champions in mexico city that would be huge but uh moreno uh you have to give moreno a ton of credit for the way he looked because we're talking about a guy who who just a couple weeks into the start of his training camp he loses his head coach he's scrambling for a new head coach he gets he gets he you know he teams up with saif saud fantastic coach fantastic coach like the, one of the one of the go-to guys in the sport right sport right now suffers a knee injury during training camp, has the flu in the last month that la- that hindered him for like last two months. I know living here in DFW, like the flu has been really bad, bad yeah. in this area. Area so like to overcome all of that, all of that, and uh, look as good as he did. Like I know the judges had it. Uh, only had him win in two out of three rounds all across the board. I thought he won all three rounds. Yeah, personally. that's surprising. Personally, yeah, the judges get second round to Figueredo. How I don't, I don't really know. Uh, Moreno, yeah, the Moreno, crowd, Moreno. yeah, yeah. You know, Moreno did better work, but uh, yeah. I mean, Moreno. I ever since you know, honestly, ever since that first Figueredo fight, I've thought Moreno was better than Figueredo, and then he was the best flyweight flyweight in the world. So uh, he's, I'm, um, you know. He's got that spot again. Who's next for him? Do you think Pantoja? Uh, Pantoja is definitely, definitely next. Uh, they had a little run in backstage. Okay, backstage. I didn't know that. Backstage. Uh, we'll say run in. They they had a conversation. Pantoja. He Pantoja was backup fighter in case. Oh yeah, did. yeah. Either one of these guys missed weight, and Pantoja made weight and everything. Uh, you know they were they were talking, and then all of a sudden, like at the end of the conversation, Pantoja is like, like, when are we gonna fight? When's the date? Like, <laughs> and Moreno's just like, bro, I just I just got out of the octagon ten minutes ago. Can you give me some time, man? Man, like I don't, I'm all cool with that, but like, like I feel like that's disrespectful from one fighter to another to no, try man. to to try to to try to always already like look at who you're gonna who you want to fight next. And be like, when are you gonna be ready? 10 minutes after they get out of the cage. I give them some time. You know, yeah. you should expect the same thing in return. Like, like, come on, like give the guy, give the guy a chance to actually see the post-fight doctors. I mean, <laughs> Moreno was in such, I mean, his knee was hurting. Like he was in a wheelchair backstage and you're asking him, you're asking him when he's going to be ready to fight. Like, just come on, dude. That's really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Word for Figueredo. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got to fight pretty quick. He said, he said, I'll fight you in uh, Brazil. And, and Moreno said, yeah. Let's do it, <laughs> and uh, and he took his title. Um, and then the other the other three uh, main card fights were uh, you know all so the Brazilians lost in the two title fights, but they won the other three uh, fights in the card. I think pretty much expected. 
I actually picked Craig over Walker. I don't. I always pick Paul Craig. I don't know why. Uh, you know, because because he, he pulls finishes out of I his know, ass. I know, and I, and I'm and his name's Paul. Um, <laughs> but uh, I yeah, in our fight game media, I would have been four and one like you if I would have if I would have gone with uh, my head and not my heart and pick pick Johnny Walker. But <laughs> I'd have been five. I'd have been five and zero oh if I went with my head and not my heart too. So yeah, yeah. You you pick Glover in the main event. Yeah. Yeah, 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 me too. Those are the two I missed. Um, but uh, and and for me, I just thought Jamal wasn't ready. That's all. Like I, you know, and, and I guess Same. you know, I I didn't Same. I didn't really, yeah, and I didn't really factor in the fact of how much that probably that fight probably took out of Tashera. So yeah, I didn't fact, but I, I mean, I was looking at it like Jamal Hill's second worst takedown defense rate in light heavyweight division. Yeah, I guess against Glover Tashera, who who take whose goal is to take you down and dominate you like Hill's takedown defense and that fight really impressed me. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, there's and you know, the one thing about him reminds me of um uh you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait till I till I say what I was gonna what I'm gonna say because it's gonna come up later. <laughs> um but I thought out of the three the three other fights, I honestly thought the one that looked the most impressive uh, was the one that wasn't even a finish and that was Jessica Andrade um you know because she beat Lauren Murphy as badly as you can beat someone without being stopped um you know you I know you scored at 30 24 I've got a saying that I always say about Lauren Murphy and it's I'm sure it's not even politically correct but in this case like I think it was she's too tough for her own good I won't use the other word that I always throw in there after tough but um you know and 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 she wasn't going to quit and she'll never quit. And um, and and unfortunately, Jessica Andrade wasn't going to quit beating on her. And uh, you know, she took a lot of punishment. And uh, you know, we say the same thing about Glover Sheriff. Like that fight should have been stopped too. So this isn't a man woman thing. This is a you know referee doing their job and stopping a fight when a fighter cannot shouldn't be fighting anymore. Um, and uh, but uh, Jessica Andrade looked good. And then you know, immediately talks about going back to one fifteen because I think she knows that she's. Not going to beat Valentina Shevchenko, um, and maybe sees Weili Zhang as as more vulnerable, even though she lost to her too. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's in a tricky situation, but you know she's won three in a row now. You know, bouncing around between divisions, and uh, you know she always. I love the point Dave made in in your recap on Saturday is she always looks good until she gets to the big fight, and then you know, and then she can't finish it. And uh, you know, maybe you know at some point. You know, it's three in a row. You know, one more win, they probably got to give her a title shot. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, what would you think of of these three uh, okay. openers? Yeah, uh, first off, uh, Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny, like that was just a complete thrashing by Burns. It was, but I mean, it, the reason I say like Andrade's look because I mean, just Burns did what Burns does. Oh uh, yeah, you know, like, no, I mean, no, like yeah. it was like it was, <laughs> yeah, this is me going on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Burns just took Magny down and it yeah. was like, it was over from, from there, which is a surprise because Neil Magny's really good on the ground. And he just looked, he just looked so lost against Gilbert Burns. But Burns and, is a, a next level, you know, yeah, Burns he doesn't level. always bring it, but when he yeah. does bring it, he's almost unbeatable. on the Yeah. Ground. Yeah, exactly. And then, and drives over Murphy, like, like, you know, uh, that third round was really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, like the corner, you know, Glover, Glover, the fourth round in, in Glover, that at the end, it got uncomfortable to watch, but the fifth round wasn't all that bad. 
and Mark Goddard's a good referee. And you know, that's well, Hill good. got tired too, right? He got tired too. Yeah, Hill got tired early in that fight. That's another thing about him. Like you know, but anyway, but enough of him. Uh, but uh, but Murphy, like that second round, like that corner should have stopped that fight. That fight, and uh, and you know, we need to. You know, I know it doesn't happen. We need we need to normalize throwing in the towel in fights. You yeah, know? And I know, like. I would say maybe Murphy's biggest problem is the fact that her head coach and the one that would make that decision is her husband. So, I mean, yeah, if well, I was just going to say, if he were to throw in the towel, that could probably cause some personal problems because, but you, then, know, fight, you know, you, you really know, you want to watch your wife get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I know the fighter's mentality is don't throw yeah. in the towel, but it needs to be normalized more. Especially he's a fighter too. So. Like this. But the third, yeah. Third round though, that, the referee Osiris Maya, he's a Brazilian referee. He's been in a lot of bad like situations like this, and he should have stopped that fight. Like that was yeah. that was you know, inconceivable. I've never seen him ref anywhere but Brazil and South Texas. So yeah. no, he's not. I haven't even seen him in South Texas. Oh, I, I could swear like years ago, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I I maybe it is only Brazil. He looks he looks very similar to Texas. Oh, he looks like Montalvo, right? Yeah, Jacob Montalvo. Yeah, yeah they look they face, facially they look very similar. That's so. probably what it. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is then. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, but yeah, that was that was just one side. And yeah, Andrade, you know, you know she she gets to that title fight, and yeah, she she beat Rose to become the champion that one that one time. But she, it always feels like you know she gets in that title fight and she just comes up short a little. And I know she wants the rematch with Wei Weili, and she wants it in Brazil because she just felt out of her element in China in that first title title fight and their title fight. So, but yeah, I mean, her jumping up from one fifteen to one twenty five is just to keep active because she's somebody that people don't want to fight. But she's fought all the top people at both weight classes. But I really think. You know, I really think her and Whaley should be next. Honestly, yeah. I mean, why not? I, why you know, not? It's, yeah. I think probably most people probably forget that they even fought. To be honest, yeah. like I, I, I kind of did. Yeah, it was <laughs> in, know? yeah, it was in China at yeah. you know middle of the night for Americans. You know, which yeah. <laughs> which I've got a rant about later. But you know, I watched it live. Yeah. I know that much. I know that much. And then in the opening fight, Johnny Walker, if he continues to look like this, like. Like he's back to where he was years ago when we all thought potential future champion. Well, like I thought he looked really good. He did, but but it's funny because you know he's like September. If he would have lost that fight, he's probably cut. He, and now he yeah. might be like one fight away from a title shot. Yeah, two, two, two. He's okay, two. But two. but I mean that's a pretty good turnaround, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, like if he wins two fights in a row, like he's the comeback fighter of the year. Yeah, and in, in my opinion, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lost four or five, um, you know, and and didn't you know got knocked out badly by Jamal Hill and and Corey Anderson, and uh, you know, and if he doesn't beat Ian Kudalaba, he's probably not in UFC anymore. Yeah, um, you know, so oh, yeah. good for him. I, I mean, yeah. I, and again, you know, I, I he, I, I don't know, like maybe I should give him more props, but I just I, I just kind of figure like his he's kind of like. 
all his fights are like either he's going to knock somebody out or he's going to get knocked out. Like, if you, you yeah. know, it's like, okay, so this time the, it came up heads. <laughs> yeah, it came up heads. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, just the way he, the way he finished that fight, to yeah. have his yeah, Paul just, Craig on his leg and just landing like, like that's where that six inch reach came in. Well, to had right to. there. And like to have the power behind that, yeah. behind that, that was just, it was a, it was a unique and kind of pretty incredible finish. So well, yeah, you yeah. kind of have to with Craig because if you don't, I mean, he's yeah, gonna probably I mean, just grab your arm and, and tear it yeah, off. And I mean, Paul Craig, like he was not letting go of that leg, even no. while being not knocked out. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, was yeah good. It, was a, it is a great finish. All right, um, all right. So let's do our three stars. Um, yeah. And uh, do you want do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna cheat. Well, kind of, and. So my first two stars are going to be the Bonfin boys. Yeah. Um, you know, they, I mean, you know, they both get finishes. Um, you know, 49 seconds for Gabriel over one year Lizzie's um, mounted guillotine choke. Just looked better. I mean, couldn't have gone better for either one of them, um, honestly. Um, and, and you know, and these guys are getting a lot of hype coming off the Contender Series. And, uh, you know, Ismail in particular had, you know, a, a real tough opponent, Terrence McKinney. And that's a guy that, you know, like – a year ago looked like you know maybe a future contender and now you know who knows but yeah Ter- terrence mckinney by the way if you ever lose your mouthpiece during a fight get it back in as quickly as possible <laughs> yeah it might be a good <laughs> might be a good idea <laughs> because if that flying knee comes without a mouthpiece you're here like no, it did it's yeah, gonna yeah. gonna be uh eating chiclets for a while yeah and uh and then my third uh my third will be uh uh bruno ferreira uh, uh, over Gregory Rodriguez, Battle of Brazilians, um, you know, just a beautiful knockout um, and uh, surprising in my opinion. But, you know, just I don't know, like Bruno's undefeated, but Gregory Rodriguez, I just kind of look at as a guy, you know, that, um, you know, is maybe, you know, one of those guys that's kind of just on the cusp of becoming a contender. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and then, he, you know, he gets knocked out like this and now all of a sudden Bruno, you know, another contender series guy, uh, is, is a guy that we're going to have to keep an eye on. So, um, yeah, three Brazilians and, uh, and, and I'll, uh, I'll pass it over to you for, okay. My number one is, uh, going to be Brandon Moreno. So yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Number one. So number two, Jonathan Almeida. Now this, this is the guy I was referencing earlier. Who might be a problem at 205 and could be if you oh can't okay be. that's not who i thought you were going with okay no johnson almeida he i mean he's back he's another guy who's bouncing between light heavyweight and heavyweight to stay active and get fights but he just destroyed shamila durakimov like took him down and abdurakimov could not get on the mat abdurakimov landed one significant strike in the fight, which was the very first strike landed in the fight before Almeida took him down. And Almeida is just, he's so, he's so powerful on the feet and he's just so utterly dominant on the ground. And that's, that's the guy that's, that's the guy who's not ranked right now. Who's going to be a threat coming, coming up. And he's going to, if he, I think he should go to two five, stick at two five because he can easily make a run. Up through that division, through that division, as long as he stays active, active, and he's not like he's small, like he doesn't, he wouldn't have to cut much weight. 
Yeah, he's like two. He's like two thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say like he he doesn't like I almost I'm surprised he even fights. You know, I guess his last fight was a catchweight, but uh, yeah, he he looked the same size that Glover Teixeira looked looked in the main event, and Jamal looked yeah, absolutely like they looked all the same size. If you put the two of them beside each other, like I'm sure now, you know, when yeah. when they're not weight cutting, Glover might even be bigger. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, I, I kind of like to see it against somebody better than Shamil Abdurahimov, but um, I I think we will um yeah. know, in our next fight, and yeah. and I I wouldn't be surprised I mean, if that's the last time we see Shamil. Yeah. Um, I mean, this that definitely it definitely was felt like a fight. Uh, I mean, they've been this fight had been pushed back a little bit, but it was definitely a fight that they knew Almeida was going to win, and they wanted to give him an impressive win well it's a good a place because the crowd loved it yeah. and uh you know um actually started off a nice run of brazilian wins until yeah. uh poor shogun yeah. um but yeah. uh and then and then my third star i'm gonna go with josie and nunez like did you see the, the visual of those two zara zara Farron and josie and nunez what are you referring to? Like, what do you mean? Like, like the height visual. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said on. Well, it looked like they two weight classes apart. Easy. Yeah, and like because, I said on, like I said on the show, like, like from the visual of the height and the reach, like it looked like John Jones against Mighty Mouse. Like that was. Like, it was well, and was and some, the thing is, not just that, but they don't even look like, like, um, like. It's not just that one's taller and, yeah. and she would be skinnier. Like they look like proportionately, you know, like Nunez looks like a flyweight and Farron looks like a featherweight. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, and yeah, and she just, you know, took her apart. Yeah. But Nunez, yeah, she overcame a lot of big shots in the first round and then just took, got inside the pocket. Once she was able yeah. to get inside the pocket consistently, just tore Farron apart. And yeah, it, I mean, I just, I have to give her props just because of overcoming that that height and that reach disadvantage that she had to put on that kind of showing and get that win. Very impressive. I, I like I wanted to go with Andrade just because like I was so impressed with how yeah. she looked, but I just I kind of had to go with those bun foreign boys. So oh yeah, um, uh, so uh, take us through the rest of this card. We talked about most of the fights, but we talked about most of the fights. So uh, yeah, it started off with the bantamweight fight, Daniel Marcos. Uh, second round knockout over Simon Oliveira, uh, knee to the body and punches on the ground. Uh, great show for Marcos, Marcos there. And then uh, we had Nunez over Sarah Ferrin in a featherweight fight, 29-28 across the board. Then welterweight fight, Nicholas Dobby over Warley Alves, uh, split decision, 229-28 cards in his favor, and 29-28 in Alves's favor. It was it was decent. Uh, Dobby. Kind of, uh, Dolby won the first and third, in my opinion, and just kind of took over in the third, third of a close fight. Then we had the lightweight fight, Ismail Bonfim, not, uh, knocking out Terrence McKinney in the second round with the flying knee. That, that is one fight where if you missed it, you should go back and watch it because it was really exciting while it happened and the finish was absolutely fantastic. And then a bantamweight fight, Cody Stamen, uh, unanimous decision over Luan Lacerda. Uh, 29 28 across the board. I had this fight uh, for Lacerda 29 28. And uh, was Stamen's corner told him after the first round that uh, you definitely won that round, which I thought was like, no, don't tell your fighter that. You never tell you your fighter know, that. You never fight, tell your fighter that, that because I thought Lacerda won it. And most of the people on my Twitter timeline thought he won that round. round. Luckily for Stamen, all three judges gave him that first round. 
I had it for Stamen, but and I didn't see I didn't see what the like because I was skipping through the corner work, but yeah, um, I I knew it was a close fight, and I yeah. was kind of expecting Lacerda to win, but I did have Stamen winning. Yeah, but I mean, it was I think the major the media score is like the majority, like I think it was like yeah, it was it was like sixty forty or something for Lacerda. I think it was more like I think it was close to seventy thirty. Could be thirties, yeah. 30s, yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, Stamen, yeah, luckily, luckily, uh, you know, he got he got the win despite some shoddy corner advice after the first. Yeah. Uh, then we had the heavyweight fight, uh, Jalton Almeida, second round TKO over Shamil Abdurakimov. and then we had Gabriel Bonfim, forty nine second submission guillotine choke over Munir Lazez, Tiago Moises, uh, second round submission over Belkazal Costa. Uh, then we had Bruno Ferreira, first round knockout over Gregory Rodriguez. Great knockout, knockout right there. Then we had the sad moment of the show: Igor Patera TKO yeah. first round over Shogun Hua. Yeah, I mean these poor legends—they don't get it easy on the way out. And uh, and yeah, but Shogun Shogun deserved better. I'll just leave it at that. He deserved better. I, I think they honestly thought he was going to beat this guy. <laughs> you know, Possibly, like, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. But I mean, when I say deserve better, a a legend, yeah, like Shogun Hua, should not be fighting an zero one one contender series guy in his retirement fight. Okay, sorry, yeah, fair point. I see what you mean now. Yeah, sorry, yeah, like, yeah, you should put him against you know like an, another legend, you know, or something. yeah, another, yeah. I mean, why, why couldn't he have fought a I don't even know. He could have fought Paul Craig again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was the same result, probably. Maybe a little quicker. Yeah, same (laughs) result, possibly. But, I mean, he needed somebody. He needed a guy with a little more experience, a little more of a name. Because I don't know that Patera is going to be much of anything, you know, to be honest. So, yeah. So, but, you know. And then we had the main card Johnny Walker over Paul Craig, and Drodge over Murphy, Burns over Magny. Moreno over Figueredo and Jamal Hill over Clover Teixeira. You know who he could have fought is uh, OSP. They just fought a year ago and it was a Did horrible they? fight. Oh, okay. Uh, never mind. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop trying to be a max maker. Uh, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at you know a guy that's been around for a while. Whatever. Um, Brunson has he fought Brunson? It'll wait. Uh, Brunson would have killed him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, but good show. I thought, um, you know, good, good uh, pay per view. Uh, it's tough, you know. We've got what is it like? I think there's like four pay per views in like eleven weeks or something. Um, and uh, this is the first one. But uh, prelims uh, did we we were doing the show a day late, so we actually know seven hundred fifty six thousand on ABC. I didn't see what the cable number was. Um, three something. Three something. Yeah. So that's kind of a. It's a low number for um here here's who Shogun who should have fought in his last fight in his final fight, if I'm being honest, now that I'm looking at now that I have the list in front of me. Ed Herman. Oh, there you go. Should have yeah. fought Ed Herman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be a good fight too. You know, Herman yeah. probably win, but you know, Shogun could definitely could definitely win. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? In a perfect world, it would be like like Machida or something, but I mean, obviously he's in Belgium. Yeah, they could have brought. I mean, Machida was—he's a free agent, and he was actively like trying to get he on was this actively card. campaigning to <laughs> to sign a one fight deal to fight on this card and retire. Yeah, like, he could have done that for Machida. Just done that, you know, like have the two of them fight and, and then embrace uh, at yeah. the end and 
That would yeah, be perfect. I mean, I know, I know that goes against everything the UFC does, but who gives a fuck? In the, well, especially in this situation. when it's Ehor Pateri or whatever the hell his name is. Nobody's gonna, nobody's <laughs> no. gonna, no, nobody's gonna criticize you for for no. signing a a a former champion who wants one last fight on a one fight deal. Like that'd be on. like if they, you know, like or or silver or something. Like if they just bring them in, and yeah, and that's the main event of the prelims. It's on ABC. You might actually get some viewers. Yeah, you know, like hey, Machida's fighting Shogun. Holy crap! It's yeah. 2002 again. Uh, you know, uh, but or 2022 or 2012. Yeah, we'll put 2012. It. Okay, fair enough. Um, the uh, I don't think this did much in the way of buys. Um, no, it, de- it definitely did feel like yeah, it went against NFL playoffs too. Yeah, so it'd be lucky if they broke 100. The 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 Jane the. the, 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 the I always feel like they make a mistake running a pay per view against NFL playoffs. They should wait. They should have waited till the twenty eighth. Yeah, granted, that's what WWE runs. Runs Royal. They, they also should have waited to do the price increase, <laughs> but not, not do it on this show. It's the ESPN call. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. But eighty five bucks to see uh, Jamal Hill and Glover to share for the yeah heavyweight title. I mean, eighty five bucks to see a lot of the stuff they put out. That's very true. It's a very true. hard price. Yeah, it is. And and you know it's going to but obviously, you know what? And until people stop buying them, they're not going to stop raising the prices. So, that and like you said, it is an ESPN call. But that was UFC 283, uh 13,000 fans. Was it a sellout again? Nope. Yeah, so that breaks the streak, right? No, because yeah, they've had they've had they've had a they didn't announce like they didn't they didn't announce shit, but as far as far that, but they've had plenty of shows at that arena that have gotten like fifteen, sixteen thousand. Yeah. So if they're trying, if they ever try to say thirteen thousand fifty nine fans is a sellout in that arena, I'm going to call bullshit on that. And they didn't even because the gate for that. Yeah, don't, they don't ever they don't ever do that in Brazil anyway. Okay, so so, yeah. so and they probably and we'll they never got, hear the buy rate on this one. Never hear the buy rate, and uh, yeah, yeah, and definitely like looking in that crowd, like it didn't, it didn't look full. No, and it, it was definitely a different. It felt like a definitely like a different Brazilian crowd than in the past. You know, they. Yeah. yeah. What I what's COVID like down there? Like it's is it? I don't know. They, yeah, I don't know. But they, I mean, there's insurrections all over there. That's true. There. Yeah. yeah, all over there. I, I been I saw Ben folks joking that. That the reason the crowd's so sparse is because is because uh, all of the Brazilian MMA fans were were insurrectionists. So, so, so uh, I go, yeah, I go, yeah. Well, considering, considering Jose Aldo's, you know, hey, good segue. Har- harboring the guy, harboring the guy that the guy that they're trying to arrest. You know, maybe yeah. maybe there's a little bit of truth to that. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? But yeah, it didn't it didn't feel like a Brazilian show, and I, and I think a lot of it has to do with. Their broadcasting down there got changed. They used to be on free TV, and now they're not. So Okay. And, All right. Yeah. Well, you brought up Jose Aldo and uh, announced on the show that uh, Jose Aldo is going into the UFC Hall of Fame, which, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he was going to do that, and this was definitely the right place to announce it. Um, the, uh, I mean, I think this probably solidifies the fact that he's probably not going to fight again. Uh, even though you know we, I don't think either one of us expected that he would. Um, there's been a few rumors and rumblings and stuff, but I, I uh-huh. think I think he's done. 
Uh, I haven't heard any rumors or rumblings about it. Well, maybe I'm just listening to the wrong people, yeah. um, which is probably almost for sure true. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, rightfully so. And I, I imagine he'll be the headliner, uh, you know, on on uh, International Fight Week, because I don't think, um, you know, especially in Vegas, you know, if they put a big Brazilian in a prominent fight on the card like you're gonna have people you know a lot of brazilian fans there and, and aldo will be you know you've said it before like other fighters look at him as you know like almost like a pele or a muhammad ali or a tiger woods like he's he's the man you know and uh good for him yeah i mean there's very few people who are more deserving than than jose aldo and i personally think think you know who cares what the record is because of the of the of you know, every guy kind of tends to lose more than they win as they get down towards the end of the career. But uh, Jose Aldo, in my opinion, is one of the top five fighters of all time. You know, there's uh, yeah, I was I was actually going to say like if you could only put five guys in the UFC Hall of Fame, I think Aldo's one of them. Yeah, yeah, he. I would say Aldo, GSP, Anderson Silva, Chuck Ch- Liddell, Chuck, yeah, and uh, and uh, maybe like Coyce Gracie yeah. or something. Uh, I, w- I would have to say Ronda. Oh yeah, because, fair enough. Just because yeah. of influence, inclusion, like, and yeah, <laughs> influence and barrier break, yeah. barrier breaking. When when you're talking about a Hall of Fame, that's very important to that to that. But uh, but uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I do find it funny that they were talking about like Jose Aldo, you know, combat sports legend, retired from the MMA, MMA going into the UFC Hall of Fame. Oh, by the way, in a couple of weeks, check out Jose Aldo's boxing debut on UFC Fight Pass. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. There's, maybe that's the rumblings you heard that you know. Yeah, he, that's, he is. Yeah, boxing. well, yeah, and because I mean, obviously, if he got a big, you know, if he gets a win and he looks good, and you know, people yeah. are going to look at it like, oh, you know, why don't you fight again? And he even he even said afterwards, like he feels like he could still. He could still, you know, be a champion at 135. He's just, I think he's just done, you know. Some guys are well, just he can, done. He, I mean, honestly, he probably beats 95% of the guys in the division. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, he's he's not going to beat the top guys. And Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, not not all of them, you know, but any given night. Any given night. You know, I think he's, I think he still could have competed, but I think he was just, I don't know, just, just done, you know. Like, I think, people. I honestly think like a fight with him and Cejudo, would yeah. have actually been very compelling, yeah. and, and you know, and you, and you, you also we had like the Dillashaw fight was out there, and, um, yeah, and like we say, never Cruz, say that. you know, never say never with some of these guys. Like we'll get in, we'll get into, but yeah, but yeah, Hall of Fame, well deserved. We Thank really you. should have got Do- Dominic Cruz and Jose Aldo. You know, like it's it's a shame we didn't. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think they were expecting Aldo to. Retire as quickly no, as he did. So. No, because I, so. I think that fight would have been made for sure. Yeah, because I mean that's he still, a that's he still, a, had, he still had fights left on his deal too. So that's a uh, that that fight is a fight that could have could have uh, headlined the Brazil card, not a pay per view, yes. but yeah. um, I guess it was for a title. Uh, but uh, yeah, so good for Jose Aldo, and uh, that leads us into our ITC question of the week. You get to choose two two people to join the UFC hall of fame this year. So you're talking, um, not necessarily like in the fight wing or, you know, the whatever fighting. the pioneer. Just I would say, two I, you say either two from, for me, I, I picked a pioneer and a current guy. So. Okay, I got to look and see who's actually in. So I can, uh, I can make sure I don't pick somebody that's already in. So w- why don't you give me yours first then? Okay. For, I guess, 
I don't know. I guess he'd put him in the current wing. I don't know, but uh, I would put Anderson Silva in this year. Well, yeah, it's a nice pairing with uh, yeah, Jesse I mean, Aldo. And I'm saying too, it doesn't really matter who's the headline. They don't. UFC doesn't do this whole. UFC isn't like WWE where oh, this person's the headliner of the class. Though no, they just induct people whenever they feel like, whenever they feel like feel like it, you know. So so that doesn't that doesn't matter about headliner and all all that because they put Habib and Cormier in there together last year. So that shit doesn't matter to them. But as far as like Pioneer, uh, Jens Pulver. I think oh, that one's, I think that one's one. I think that one's long deserved. I think he should have been in there already. And I you know, you know, I think those are my two, Anderson Silva and Jens Pulver. All right. Uh I am gonna go with um Frankie Edgar. Okay. And um and then for my pioneer, it's never gonna happen. Um but it I don't needs know to. You're gonna say Frank Shamrock. It it absolutely needs to. Like, yeah. Get, come on, Dana. You're not that involved in the company yeah. anymore. Just get just get over. It. You don't need to be involved with with. You know, like I said, Dana's not that involved. Who cares? Who cares about their problems? Let, I guarantee you, at least one of these four fighters that we mentioned will be in the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, that's a guarantee, and in the clinch guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I could e- honestly, I could easily see James Pulver being in. The pioneer yeah. wing this year because there's yeah. been a bit there's been a heavy push for him for years. Okay, so. yeah, I mean there's a lot of names that they can go back and uh, you know and and really like pull you know from from the um, you know I thought of like you know even uh, even like Stefan Bonner you know like I know he's in there in the fight wing already anyways yeah. and but I mean I think that cheapens it honestly yeah. as you know as and Anthony Smith is another or sorry Anthony Johnson Rumble Johnson yeah. is a guy yeah. that they could put in at some point. But I'm just not sure. I don't think he's the quality. Like when you look at the names, like the modern wing, GSP, Rashad Evans, Bisping, Rousey, Faber, Penn, Griffin, and what Khabib, right? Yeah. Um, and and so like that's that's elite. And now Aldo, yeah, yeah. And Aldo, yeah, yeah. So I mean Silva definitely fits. Yeah. Um Brock's not in yet, eh? I mean, he could go in the pioneer wing, I yeah. suppose. No, Brock would be modern day. Would he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, because uh, pioneer uh, modern day is is you debuted after a certain unified day. yeah well at some point they got to move that up I think but maybe not I don't know maybe not no, no. yeah but that's, yeah. One, that's one of the things I love about the UFC Hall of Fame is is overlooked the like the fight wing when it comes to the fighter wing it's a very exclusive and another thing I like is is unlike WWE like these guys don't know ahead of time that's yeah that's old and that makes the that makes the moment of the announcement. Always feel more special because, like, look at Aldo. Like he was crying like a baby after they announced it because that's the bit. That's the that's a huge honor and the fact that they don't know that it's that's coming because they always time these uh, time these announcements for like okay, you know, we got the show in Brazil. Jose's either gonna either gonna be there or we can bring him in for for you know one of the one of our fighter promotional appearances during the week weekend. You know, at our little you know fan 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 display out there and bring him in the show oh by the way we're gonna induct him to the hall of fame so let's announce it while, while he's there while he's there and surprise him you know i love how they do that you know another name that i just thought of that's not in there yet and they, they definitely got to put it in at some point rampage yeah yeah i agree with that he'd yeah. think he'd be in the pioneer wing yeah that one's that's close i don't know the date like uh, he said they have to have uh, debuted before 2000 i think rampage is right on the cusp yeah uh for that one you know andre lofsky is going to go at some point 
Um, I'm surprised Dan Henderson's not in yet. Dan Henderson's another one. Yeah, I guess that'd be modern. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of names. Dan Henderson would be Dan Henderson would be uh, Pioneer Wing Pioneer? for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, modern. Yeah, wing, I mean it's modern. Modern Wing is, is uh, everybody who debuted after November twenty eighth, two thousand. Well, that's what I said. I didn't. I didn't realize Dan Henderson had debuted. Oh, he then. fought. He's fought since like ninety seven. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I do like that. I, I love that question and I'm glad we came up with some good names. Um, and yeah, it's about time for Frank Sherman. Like, just do it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got to tell you this. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, I didn't watch any, any MMA on my, on my, uh, on my vacation. I did watch some wrestling. Um, I watched uh, one episode of SmackDown, um, and I watched uh, I watched both Dynamites, even though I wasn't doing the show, and I watched both Rampages because uh, they were actually on TV, and I just happened to we weren't doing anything those nights. Yeah, you got the you got the experience of being able to watch Rampage live. I did, yeah. Well, no, I can watch it live here, but I can only watch it live, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like when I'm at home. I, I'm always like Friday nights, like I just for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. But on vacation, like my whole schedule yeah. was off and I was home. And, and plus it was 10 o'clock because I was on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Emily's already in bed. And yeah, yeah. so but um, I did watch Power Slot and uh, and I know you did as well. And uh, we, we need to talk about this because I feel like this. I mean, we needed to at least be able to watch it so we can have an educated opinion. Yeah. And um I think it's probably gonna be the last time I watch it. Um, I don't know if I don't even know if it airs in Canada, honestly, and I don't really care enough to look. Um, but I will say that as I was watching it, like my immediately, like within five minutes, I'm like, "How the hell is this on television?" Like Dana White, New Year's Eve, gets caught on video slapping his wife. One of the first things out of his mouth on this show is the great thing about power slap is if you don't like somebody, you can slap the shit out of them. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. And, uh, and it was, it was everything I expected, but it was also like, I can't believe it aired, but I will say as I'm watching it, it, it was compelling. In the sense that, like, I'm watching and I'm like, I'm I'm mentally scoring these quote unquote fights. Like, you know, I'm watching guys no sell, and I'm okay. That's a ten eight, and you know, and it's like, oh man, that guy came back, and and it's like, and then, but I felt horrible. Like every time they went to commercial, I'm like, I I need I need to shut this off, but I can't. And it, so I think it's like I never watched Jerry Springer, but I heard about Jerry Springer, and I feel like it's the same kind of appeal. But it's it's worse in a way because you're watching people like literally beat the like beat like beat the hell out of each other. Like, man, I don't. I cannot believe this made television. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna start off by saying. Let's start off by saying this. I did watch the entire first episode, and the only reason I did so is because we cover UFC. We cover Dana White. I felt like there was an obligation obligation to people who who read what I write, listen to what I say on this podcast, follow me on Twitter, anything, follow me on the F, you know, on the F4W board. I felt like an obligation for to watch it for those people. So I could actually give some thoughts on it because they, people appreciate me, you, you know, hearing yeah. the, hearing this stuff about it. I watched the entire first episode and I came to the conclusion that I will not give this a single second more of my life. It was so stupid. <laughs> it, it was redundant 
and it was, it, you know, it just it. It's not like fighting. It's, it was the same shit over and over and over and over. And I can't believe the audacity of like, we're going to put this on pay-per-view. What, oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? And then the even more embarrassing stuff as it comes out, like how little these guys are getting paid. is an absolute fucking embarrassment. $2,000. $2,000. Now, Eric Spicely said that was for, for the first fight. I mean, but granted, I, I mean, I mean, you know, this and the fact that these guys can get knocked out from a slap and be able to come back in eight days or less. That's <laughs> to do it again. That's I couldn't yeah. believe that we saw like UFC referees in there. Like Jason Herzog, like I lost respect for him. Well, like, it's, <laughs> well, I think it's Nevada and Nevada wanted to go go with like like they haven't done anything like these are all. These are all commission approved. So, I know, I know. So I don't but, think there's, I don't, you know, there's, and it's not, it's not, a, it's not anything that's been, been sanctioned before anywhere. So Nevada sanctions it quickly so they could do these. And like, I mean, it's going to be hard to find referees for slap fights. So you just use MMA referees and, you know, so it's, you know, they're all involved. They're all involved. You know, I don't, I don't. I don't blame any of those any of those referees because they're 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 hired by the commission, not by the UFC. How close? UFC. How closely were you paying attention to to these fights? Not very much. Okay. Did one thing I noticed that was bugging me when Herzog was was refing, and a guy would get like you know kind of rocked, and yeah. he would make him he would say, "Okay, you got thirty seconds to get back into the box," and then when the guy would get back in the box, they would restart the clock. But some of the other refs were just like, just letting them go. Like they didn't have to get back to the box. Like I feel like they were making this up as they went along. Like you know, no, I mean, and, there was the clock. I think Jason Herzog was the only only one like making them like aware of like, okay, now you have thirty sec- seconds from the get go. Like you know, but some of these guys were like, and then the the rule about the stepping, like they just like in the middle of the show, all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, that's a DQ or whatever. Or you get a point deduction. And uh, but it's a point deduction after you like knock the guy out, like, you know. It's like, oh my god, it was so like bizarre. Yeah. And um, you know, and and then these guys, and then like guys are getting knocked out, and Dana's like, I still liked him. We're gonna put him in the house anyways. The one guy with one eye gets like yeah. gets a knockout. The guy's one. The guy with one eye, like like. Like honestly, like like let's be real. He only has one eye because of slap fighting. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like he well, lost his eye. Slap guys, fighting. like everyone. Like you said, it was redundant. Like every one of them looks like their faces are mangled as they're doing these interviews, and it's like they're gonna fight like six more times if they're gonna win yeah. this belt. And then you got the guys, like the two coaches that I guess are like the Couture and Liddell of slap fighting, and uh, and they're gonna you know like fight for the sot fight championship at the end of the year or something and uh like these you know just these two like guys you would you know walk into a bar and you know they'd, they'd be like brawling by the end of the night um i i just i don't know and they don't really have much personality like dana just overwhelms the show like he's yeah. just all over it. I, it was hunter thompson's on there and hunter uh, campbell or hunter campbell what is hunter Tom- who's hunter thompson he's like so a famous writer Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter, yeah. Hunter Campbell. Yeah, Hunter Campbell. And uh, and then this little pipsqueak with a hat. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but he was like the president of Slot Fight or something. And uh, yeah, it was. And then they had the women on there. Um, and they're just 
I think I almost got the impression like Dana just wanted to see women hit each other, <laughs> like because there's no reason for the fight except yeah. I guess the one. Oh, we like her. We're gonna make her a coach. Like, yeah. come on. I yeah. Uh, I'm just like it's just like I said, it's stupid, and yeah. uh, I don't think it's gonna last. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and then you know what? Like, I mean, this isn't really the show to talk about it, but um, you know, the same network that wouldn't allow. Uh, Jay Briscoe on their airwaves or allow AEW to do a Jay Briscoe tribute show, put this crap on like right after the day I have after a, he died. I have a theory. I have a theory of why they why why WBD is the ones airing it. And why is that? My theory is they want they wanted to establish a relationship with Endeavor and Dana White because they're interested in bidding in UFC TV rights when the when the contract comes up. Okay. I feel like that's the only reason why they got involved. And honestly, UFC and AEW would be a good pairing, yeah. you know, to have on the same networks. So yeah, because because sense. because I think I I think uh, think there's a big push. There's, I think in the next few years there's going to be a big push of putting of putting pay per view events on HBO Max and okay. UFC being the leader being the leader of that would be like like would, like in, like their own ESPN Plus. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, um, and, I, and I think and I think I think UFC and AEW would be the big, the big two on that, yeah. unless unless they can get you know, and I'm sure they'll be interested in WWE too. Um, you know, well, I mean, I I have my theory of what what's going to end up happening with. WWE. Well, yeah, I think we all do. Um, but yeah, this was uh, this was not good. I didn't realize. Okay, so I didn't even realize Endeavor had anything to do with this. I thought it was just Dana and, and the Fertitas. No, in, Endeavor. Endeavor has, has a piece of all this. Any, okay. Anything, anything that you know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. They're okay. they're 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 involved in some fashion. Put to do that. One. Okay. Well, I, yeah, and I didn't. I I only picked up on that like in you know in the week since it's aired. So, but yeah, I, it's safe to say I won't be watching this again. Um, and neither will you. Um, all right. So that out of the way, we got some news, and uh, to close out the show as as we always do, some news and some fight announcements. Um, so Francis Ngannou's interview with Ariel, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. So yeah, he did a well. You know, you know. Well, no, I, I know mean, he's. Were, yeah, I know he's. You're gone. You're gone. Yeah, he so vacated you're... the title. Yeah, we talked about that last week, and um, and and so he's gone. He's a free agent, UFC champion. Bye. See ya. Yeah, and. Uh, so what 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 happened in the interview with Ariel? Okay, well he you know he basically talked about a lot of the reasons why he why he left, and the big keys were he asked for he said it wasn't about money, and uh, and uh, we when, when me and Justin were talking about about last week, he Justin was kind of kind of asking me what I what he what he thought I what he thought uh, he was asking me what I thought uh, Nagano was offered. Uh, and I felt like, well, you know, if what Dana said was true, and he was offered more more than any heavyweight heavyweight in history, including Brock Lesnar. Then, and if you include the pay per view points, I would say he probably got offered eight to ten million dollars for the fight, which Nagano admitted that he was offered eight million dollars for for the John Jones fight, just straight up, not including pay per view bonuses or anything so and he turned it down and i don't think it's about the money he said his big things were he wanted he wanted every fighter to have on the roster to have health insurance and he wanted a fighter to be to be uh po- appointed as a fighter advocate for every fighter which hmm. basically he kind of wanted a union is essentially he wanted union <laughs> stuff 
He wanted union stuff. Shocking they didn't didn't agree to that. Yeah, which honestly, like, you have to give him all the props in the world for standing his game and wanting to do that. But, but if he's if he's coming with these demands to the UFC, they're very clearly going to tell no. But if he thinks he's going to go anywhere like PFL or Bellator or Bare Knuckle or anything like that, and ask for the same stuff, there's no way they're going to. Those companies are going to do that. Well, that. I mean, PFL like they, will say they will, but I mean, they're not. They'll say they're not yeah. going to do it. There's a right. whole different. UFC yeah. could say it just to get in the sign and not not do it. I mean, PFL. That's what they would. Do. They would do no, no, like, and then and then they won't do it. I mean, because everybody follows the UFC's lead. The UFC is is the bread maker. Bread maker. I mean, if UFC was not around, none of these other MMA approaches. Promotions would be around. Let's just be honest. I think he's going to be back in UFC in like within two years. I think he'll be back within a year. Uh, yeah, that's I think I think he, I think he'll go out. I think he'll go out and realize that the stuff he wants, he's not going to get. Yeah. So at the end and, of the day, and, and, and so and unless you're going to, unless he can get a bunch of fighters to agree to it, which yeah. will never happen, um, then you know, then maybe they could unionize, but yeah. it's never going to happen because it's the guys gonna, at the top are making all the money. Yeah, it's never going to happen in this sport with the people who are currently leading it. Yeah. You need a, you need a whole new whole new regime in charge, and that's never going to happen. Unfortunately, no. unfortunately, it's going to you know. So, what I you know I brought this up point up with Justin last week. You know, they always point at boxers. I think MMA fighters should be should be worrying about you know, changing the card of MMA. Don't worry about what these boxes are. Just like, like make sure like if you want, if you want to change the pay scale, pay scale up the pay scale in MMA, don't try to go like, like, well, you know, 5 million is the max. I all of a sudden want 40 million like a boxer does. No, if 5 million, the max is try to get six next guy, try to get seven and keep yeah. bumping that pay scale up. Don't go from like seven to 35 million. million no, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get part it of the years. reason John Jones hasn't fought in three years. Yeah. Part of the reason, part of another part of the reason there's, there's uh three, three valid reasons. He didn't fight it. One of them, one of them was the money money to was time to move up to properly put on on the the heavyweight because he's he's massive he's yeah. like 255 <laughs> he's like he's massive and another one is they were never going they were never going to have him fight in an empty arena so no yeah that makes sense yeah yeah and then and then once they got back to arenas the whole shit with with him in Las Vegas happened so they had yeah. to they had to you know let that cool off for a little bit yeah so but it'll be worth but, it. But uh but yeah, Francis, I think Francis, if he sticks to his gun, if he sticks to his guns with anybody he negotiates, I think he, he's ended his he's ended his combat sports career. Probably, yeah. I mean I, I my my thought is he's probably gonna fight um, you know, he if if Fedor beats Fader, I, I think they could do Francis and Fedor. I think Bellator. Fedor's not that. fine at Fader. Fedor's not, not okay. Well, there you go. He's not fine that. after that. Fedor's forty-seven years old. There's nobody out there at heavyweight and that Bellator, anybody wants to see him fight. Bellator is not signing anybody that's not that they currently don't have under, and they're definitely not signing Francis Nagano because they're for sale. You can't start they're adding throwing money around like crazy though signing people. They're uh, they're not not really though. They're they're keeping guys that they had, guys that they had. So it's, so you don't believe these multi fight multi year contracts that they're just doing? 
And then it's it's hot. every I know. every fight every fighter that signs a contract with any promotion is a multi multi fight multi year deal. They're just keeping guys that they guys that they yeah. have. They're not going to add, and they're definitely not going to add a Francis Naganu contract when they're trying to sell sell. You yeah. you know you don't. The whole idea is you're not when you're trying to sell is like you're not supposed to be adding huge expenses. No, exactly. So. All right, uh, what's up with Stepe Miosic? Oh, uh, he he also talked to Ariel, and he he talked about uh, how he felt he was in negotiations for the fight with John Jones, and they went with Cyril Gone. Which, yeah, he he'd been in negotiations for the John Jones fight. He'd been in negotiations for the John Jones fight for a year. They've been trying to put that fight together for a year, and he hadn't, and he hadn't, you know, they hadn't come to terms. And when Cyril Gone threw his name in and said, "I'm not hurt anymore. I can take this fight." You know, they moved on from Stipe because they've been having trouble negotiating with him. I get why Stipe's upset because, you know, they all of a sudden, in his opinion, ghosted him, ghosted him once God became available. But, I mean, they needed a guy to say yes. Stipe, they've been trying to get Stipe to say yes for eight months, and he hadn't said yes. So, so you know, and Stipe's calling for the winner in July, which he might very well get. He might very well get the winner of the fight. fight. But if he wants that fight, he needs to be saying yes. He doesn't need to keep holding out for, you know, uh, you know this is what I want. And then they offer him what they want. He's like, no, now I want this. You know, you, know, you can't make this, you know. You know, at some point you have to – you have to say yes, yes, or you can't really complain about not getting the fight. Fair enough. Uh, Amanda Nunez and Irene Aldana, what's up there? Yeah, it's uh, that looks to be the next women's uh, bantamweight title fight. Uh, there was rumors for it for UFC 285, but uh, it's not happening on March 4th, but uh, April 7th looks like a huge possibility for that. I'm surprised uh, they'd be doing that at bantamweight and not featherweight. Or is there Why a possibility? Well, because she's done catchweight fights in her last two fights. Not Aldana. Yeah. So, no. Is there what? Not Aldana. Not Aldana. Um. So, is the information I'm looking at wrong? She she missed weight against uh, Yana Kunitskaya. She didn't miss weight. What? <laughs> I'm reading. Oh, Wikipedia. she she missed. She missed. <laughs> she, yeah. Oh, yeah. She did miss weight. Yeah, and then yeah, and then just... she fought Macy Chase on at 140. That, was now, a, that might that have was been a late notice. That was right? a short notice fight. Yeah, okay. But I mean, I, I I don't know why they wouldn't just, you know, to be safe, just do it at 145. But I guess maybe they just want to say that they, you know, she's defending the bantamweight title. I don't know. I was just surprised when I saw it that that they'd be doing it at 135. But um either way, that's that's a good fight, I guess. You know, you've got to get Amanda back in there. I don't oh, think she's gonna have much trouble with with yeah, Aldania, but yeah, Aldania, I, I remember her. I remember her missing weight for that Kuniskaya fight. I and I remember the why it happened. She uh, okay, it, it happened to, that that was her time of the month, and I know gotcha, when, yeah. Whenever that happens, these girls can't can't. So she's away. never had problems other than that. So no, that was the that was the only time going back to since she's been in the UFC. She missed she missed one time, <laughs> one time by like half a pound in Invicta. So, okay. All right, um, but yeah, good. I mean, it's okay. I, I don't think it's a main event, but um, it can be a co-main underneath a bigger heavyweight title fight. Yeah. Uh, all right, and uh, Sage Northcutt's return is that to MMA or to uh, to UFC? No, his 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 return to fighting after four years is okay. You know, he's with one, and he's yeah. on the on the US card in Denver. Oh, okay, okay. When yeah. when is that? April, May, May. Okay. Um, 
Well, that you know, that's a good, uh, obviously a great name to put on that card. Yeah. Um, uh, they they have a sister too, right? Yeah, Colby. So, yeah. Better yeah. name, Colby yeah. Northcutt. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Good. Uh. Good for him. And uh, we'll see what what he's got left. He's still, you know, pretty young, like twenty seven or something. So. Yeah. I remember uh, seeing him and uh, Paige Van Zant in the uh, co-main and main at the uh, fight night at the Cosmo years ago. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching. Uh, I always say that those, but this one, if it's on a good time, I'll probably will watch. Yeah. You missed, uh, you skipped over Luke Rockhold. Did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is he coming back? Yeah. He's, uh, he's unretired. He got his release. He got his release from the UFC. He, uh, he's a free agent, free agent. And he's, he talking PFL, talking Bellator, talking boxing jake paul talking everything but he's ready to fight again no surprise i'm surprised they released him i i would have i still think they need to do that weidman fight but um, yeah well i mean he's very he was very critical of the company at the end and he's 38 and i you know they they released those guys and he wanted out he wanted out fair enough well he'll go to pfl and he'll probably lose and for four out of five fights and then retire again yeah i mean when 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 a guy retires with one fight left on his deal and all of a sudden wants to come back and wants out you might as well just let him out because yeah why not what's the point of what's the point of making him fight his one fight and then let it and then he he goes like come on and he's got a you know probably big ticket too like probably probably making six figures to fight right yeah Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, so he can, yeah, he can go to PFL and, uh, you know, we've seen how that goes for most guys. Um, they'll get knocked out by like, uh, uh, leather face, whatever the hell's in shoe face. Um, <laughs> you know, um, all right. But like, like I said, when I was making my bold predictions about, about, we'll see at least what two or three fighters that retired recently come back. He was, well, there's one. He was one of them that I knew was gonna. Okay. I just knew, like I didn't know, no, but I knew he was gonna. He was gonna be one of them. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, and and yeah, we'll probably see more. We've seen this before. So, uh, and a uh, lot of good fights uh, announced, obviously, yeah. in uh, the last couple. Well, I guess you. I didn't. I uh, haven't heard the ones that were last week, but lot, lot of fights. Like we got one, almost a full card in in April. But uh, yeah. what, what are some of the big yeah, fights and, we got? And there was a there was a couple more that were added to the list since I oh, okay cool it earlier. But uh, okay, let's start with UFC 284. Uh, in Australia, Junior Taffa, the younger brother of Justin Taffa, he's making his debut against Waldo Cortez Acosta. I'm just going to do the kind of like the bigger kind of ones. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, UFC 285, March 4th. We talked about it earlier, but co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko defending the flyweight title against Alexa Grasso. Uh, also on that show, Jalen Turner against Dan Hooker. That's Ooh. a good fight. Uh, Mana Martinez against Cameron Simon. Simon's a that the twenty one year old we were talking yeah. about who's got a ton of potential. I'm, so I'm gonna good. I'm gonna be in Vegas, so I, I'm gonna take that guy out after the fights, and get him <laughs> drunk. All right, yeah, and then the the following week, the UFC fight night there at the at the Virgin Hotel uh, main event, Piotr Jan against Marab Davalashvili. That Ooh, is, that's a nice fight. That's a fucking fantastic fight, right yeah. there. That is awesome, and that's going to be five rounds inside the inside the old joint. Like that's great. Uh, a couple other fights for that. That's going to be a hot ticket. I think. Yeah, yeah. A couple other fights for the Alexander Volkov against Alexander Romanov, a heavyweight. That's oh, a, that's a good one. Uh, Jonathan Martinez against Said Nurmagomedov. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, UFC 286, London. Jack Shore against Maquan Amir Khani. Uh, oh, of course. It, it yeah. feels like it's been on every card 
Like Mac <laughs> one, yeah. Yeah. Those who are on every yeah. Those who are on every Lundy card. And then uh the Cage Warriors champion, Christian Duncan, he's debuting against Dusko Todorovic. Uh cool. UFC two eighty seven, April eighth. Which they still haven't announced that it's going to be in Brooklyn, but it's, <laughs> it's going to be so, in Brooklyn. So, but uh, Kelvin Gastelum against Chris Curtis, um, Raul Rosas Jr. his uh, second UFC fight against Christian Rodriguez, uh, Ignacio Bahamandez against Nicholas Mota. Those are three solid fights for the show. Uh, the next yeah. week, UFC Fight Night, April fifteenth. They pretty much announced, like, yeah, like, like the they whole pretty card. much almost announced the whole card without a except the main event, but a few fights on there. Edson Barboza against Billy Corantillo, uh, Pedro Munoz against Chris Gutierrez, um, Dustin Jacoby against Azamat Mirzakhanov, Lando Veneta against Daniel Zellhuber. Just a bunch of bunch of fights on that one. You know? This card looks like it needs to be like a fight night in front of fans. Like just looking at the names on here. I mean, we, we say this about every card, but yeah, um, they, like this should be in like Newark or something, you I know, mean, like a- April 15th. Yeah. Who knows? They might have the apex remodeled by the end or yeah. maybe they, maybe they have a deal to run some shows at the Vir- at Virgin, you know, the, it that, seems like they, so I, I, I was just going to say, there's a lot of like Northeast names on there. Yeah. So, I, I could see them putting that card in, you know, when it, like a smaller market in the Northeast, and yeah. you know, uh, US, yeah, UFC Fight Night, April twenty second, two solid fights on that show: uh, Song Yadong against Ricky Simone, and Bobby Green against Jared Gordon. Okay, so, it's about all right. There's a whole bunch, whole bunch of other stuff. So, so um, yeah. you mentioned earlier in the show uh, that you wanted to rant about something, and I don't think it came up, but I think I know what you were talking about. Is it about this card next week? Like not this coming week. Oh yeah, week after. The, oh yeah, the the show that. God, I don't know. I I don't know if these people are for real. If they're just trolling, trolling, or they just uh, clueless. But yeah, the the card on April on uh, February fourth, which will which will preview next week. The start times, of course, the start times are are different. The prelim start times ten p.m. Eastern time. The main card start time is at one. 1 a.m. What? And, yeah, main card start time is at 1 a.m. Yeah, and it's a show in Las Vegas. Okay, well, let's just right. Let's so just it's uh, so it's what 11 o'clock local time p.m. for the main card. Uh, 10, 10 o'clock local time. Well, that's not card. bad for local for, for the for the main card. But people are bitching about the late start time first. First of all, and I think they're just bitching because the show's in Las Vegas, and they're losing sight of the fact. And I've been trying to point this out. They're losing sight of the fact that the show was originally supposed to be in South Korea, which meant it would have been a late start time anyway. It actually would have started at with the. Well, it would have been an early start time, maybe the night before. Well, no, no, it had been sat. It had been Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It still would have been Saturday. It had been like Saturday at like like Friday you know, night, Friday yeah, night into Saturday morning instead like of five a.m. or something, right? Instead of Saturday night into Sunday morning. But uh, yeah, it would have been like a two a.m. 2 a.m. start time for the prelims and a 5 a.m. start time for the main card. Main card. I mean, the show starts so late because the show is supposed to be in South Korea, so they're marketing to the to the South Korean population. And all the and all the because like not all, but most of the fighters on the card are from that area, right? Yeah, and the only reason the only reason it's not there is because Korean Zombie got hurt, and they had to, had to go with Derek Lewis and Sergey pa- Sergey Spivak as the main event. Main event, and they're like, oh, we can't do it. I mean, 
Korea wanted the zombie. We're not going to sell tickets, so let's just do it in Vegas. So we'll come to Korea later on this year. It's this still year. like, but wow. people are complaining so much about it, and well, I just want to tell it. I, I get it. Here, here, I get it. But here, here's one. I don't know if these people who are complaining about it. I'm starting to wonder, like, are these guys who just started becoming USC fans during the pandemic <laughs> who aren't yeah. used to who Maybe. aren't used to the fact that yeah, who aren't used to the fact that that every year prior to the pandemic we would have a show or two like this. So we'd have a show in Japan or China, Shanghai, South Korea, New Zealand. That would always start in the middle of the night. Like where we these, did we even have we even had shows during the pandemic that started early, if I remember right. Like I think there was there was, there was that in, one in Abu Dhabi that yeah, started, yeah that started early in the morning, like at seven a.m. on a Wednesday or something. Yeah, but that was yeah. the only that that was the only abnormal one. Everything. Yeah. Uh, but but everything it's happened. Was, it's always happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I don't get this. Okay, the people who are complaining about Americans, like like sorry, I'm American, I'm American, but I don't mind. Like, like waking up, waking up at, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning to watch the UFC when I consider that this is a worldwide sport and there's people overseas who are doing that shit every week. You're weird. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I do. Like, I, I know you do. No. I said you're weird. Like, and I, I mean that with all affection like I'm, no yeah i no, i watch like, more mma than 99 percent of the world and i there's no chance in hell i'm getting up at 2 a.m to watch a show i'll watch yeah. it the next morning when i wake no, up no no like, like yeah. no but what i'm saying like yeah i expect most people yeah. most people who who will watch those shows that start that late will watch them later later but i don't want them complaining about the live start time when there's people overseas right. who are dealing yeah, with yeah. the dealing with the same issues every single week like it just makes these people sound privileged because they're they live in america and uh, yeah and all that so where, where, i don't know i just well, had a, just well, had a we have and and you know what for wrestling fans um you know we get those new japan shows yeah, yeah. that are you know airing in the middle of the night all the time yeah. and a lot of people just, watch those i just want to tell these people like like it's <laughs> not that big of a deal if you don't want to watch it live, you don't have to. Just yeah. stop complaining. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Or don't watch it at all. Whatever, you know. Yeah, Move on yeah. with your life. Do something else. Yeah. But yeah. Leave Ryan my, alone. My, stop sending my, him DMs. Like my 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 argument was like was just like if this show had been in South Korea, Korea, it'd have been starting at you know a little later time. Would you be complaining then? No. I don't think they would. I think no, they so, would just be like, "Oh, you know, okay, it's you know, it's it's South Korea, so it starts yeah. at a different time." That that's easy for them to understand. They just assume that, oh, well, since they moved the fight to Vegas, we can just change the start time back. But what they don't realize is they probably got some sort of a TV deal in in they South did. Korea that you know they they're going to put all these fighters on and and the you know they're they're going to heavily market it over over there and maybe get like you know 50 million people and it's not gonna be that many but you know like a lot of people are gonna watch this show in south korea because it's on on prime time there you know yeah so yeah i know it makes sense like yeah. i just i my first reaction when i heard they moved the card was oh okay you know they're gonna move the start time too and then when i heard my reaction was the same as those people but i'm not gonna complain i know why so hey i don't like it but whatever you know i can watch it the next day or if i'm up i'll watch it you know, yeah. i'm not going to stay up till 4 a.m watching a ufc though i'll tell you that uh, i'll um, probably be over about 2 30 a.m yeah time, that's, so. I'm, I'm 52 years i'm 50 i'll be 52 by then i think yeah yeah that's the week of my birthday so yeah i'm not staying up till uh till till 2 30 to watch ufc maybe i will i don't know um anyways uh and then well one of the things when i when you're talking earlier about who you thought was going to be a factor at 205 i thought you were talking about um 
Pereira. Pereira. And because uh, I, I could I, see, I didn't want to bring him up, but yeah, there's that possibility. Yeah. Well, uh, because I think you, I think there's just a lot for him to do at middleweight. Well, what I, what, what, I, what I was the point I was going to make when we were talking about Jamal Hill, and I know you said it like five times ago. We, we've talked enough about him, but um, the uh, he reminds me of Pereira in a way, like where a guy that's like still developing, and he's a champion already when he's still getting better. And that's where I think, like, even if he loses the title, like, I could see him, you know, like, getting it back at some point and being a really dominant champion. Because yeah. with that skill set and and that ability, this early in his career, yeah. I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. And if he, and if Hill kind of has an, a lengthy title reign and he, and he beats, like, three guys or something and Pereira stays unbeaten at middleweight, I could definitely see a scenario where Pereira – moves up to try to become champ champ yeah. because there's that storyline of him going for revenge for Glover. This is Glover's his head oh, coach. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pereira was in the corner on Saturday. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, and so. and and Cher was the first guy to congratulate him. He was like the happiest guy in the building when Pereira won over Adesanya. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, those yeah no, very, that's, those I like that. I like there's that, that storyline there, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is a good show, and uh, and we're we're done. So Ryan uh, Ryan will be back in the in the Wrestling Observer. Well, I think you were, were you in this past week's. Yeah, with, yeah, with last week's coverage. I'm, a, I'm, a, I have, I'm assuming so. I haven't. I I don't always look, but I know. I haven't. Re- I haven't even printed it off yet because I've been on holidays. But I'm I know be the doing issue that tomorrow. is big with the Jay Briscoe thing, but Absolutely. I always, I always send it in. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in, in there. Yeah. So. And then, yeah. And you'll obviously the UFC 283 might even, you know, be pretty close to the headline this yeah. week. Well, no yeah. Royal rumble. No, no, that, that'll be next week. Yeah. You'll be a featured part of it anyways, this week. And, yeah. uh, already, and yeah, already, already turned it in and I was already, already done with it. So awesome. Awesome. Already, so yeah, you guys awesome. can look out for that. Ryan will have the week off, but he'll be watching the Royal rumble. Cause that's his favorite pay-per-view. Um, and <laughs> it actually is out of WWE. I know, I know, I know. But so uh, I, watch, yeah. I watch WrestleMania. I watch, you know, I might not watch the weekly stuff. I mean, I, I know I keep track of it. Trust me, yeah, I yeah, keep yeah. track of it. I, I know everything. I know everything going on. I know it, and, and I know more of what's going. I think I feel like I know more of what's going on by not watching it than I do by watching it. It's crazy probably it true because I know all the no no I get all it. the get it. all the all the backstage stuff, but. But yeah, but I always make sure that I watch Royal Rumble and and I watch WrestleMania for sure. Those two, those well, two, I watch for sure. And then I, and then just I know just what depends. you mean. Everything else depends. Yeah, I know what you mean because like I hear a lot of the stuff. You know, I mean, some of it I hear from you, but I you know I hear it from other people too. And then when I watch the show, sometimes I feel like I'm watching a show that. Like what I see on screen does not even come close to matching what I'm hearing about. So it's like it's such so hard to be a WWE fan right now. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's um, kind of it's kind of funny in our Slack chat. Well, like yeah. when it was when it was like two weeks ago when we were talking oh. about other possibilities for Reigns and and I said Austin. Like I kind of knew something was going going on yeah. there. So yeah, we'll we'll see. All right, so. For you can check out Ryan on Twitter at Ryan J Frederick. I'm at Paulie's Fontaine, uh, and uh, and again I mentioned earlier you can uh, sign up for the Patreon and you can get me and Jeff on the uh, Dynamite show. And uh, Ryan and I'll be back next week in our regular time slot Tuesday mornings. And uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on, and uh, leave us a nice five star review and uh, helps us out. Helps keep this thing going. And uh, so. 
For Ryan, I've been Paul. And Ryan, take us home like you always do. Quick reminder on Twitter, please don't be an asshole. And if you're going to be an asshole, expect it to be pointed out to everyone about how big of an asshole you are. So don't Sorry. complain about don't complain about being quote tweeted because if you're an asshole for me and telling me that that you would you quote that I should fuck off so my scores <laughs> won't be won't be on won't be on the UFC broadcast, you're going to get exposed to the entire to my entire like following follower group. So yeah. So so if you're going to harass me, I'm going to make sure other people harass you. I'll put it to you that way. So so ran over. Yeah, a couple Didn't guys. see that coming. A <laughs> couple guys getting over. Getting over yeah. But you brought up the Twitter thing. So, I know. Yeah. I know yeah. And we were joking about we were. Jo- I was joking about it with Dave and Brian on the show the yeah. other night. But anyway, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week. Uh, those of you who watch fights, there's nothing this weekend. But watch the Royal Rumble. Enjoy that. It's always a fun time. And uh, have a great week. And check out uh, Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe tomorrow on AEW Dynamite. That's going to be fun. Later. Bye.